Welcome to Inside Mineral Wells, the podcast that introduces you to the exciting people, places, and events that make Mineral Wells a magic place to live. Hey everybody, this is Kelly North with Inside Mineral Wells, and today I am here with Adam Rincon from aha packaging <laughs> and again once again i am in rick house brewing so you might hear some music going on in the background this seems to be a favorite place to talk to people so adam i appreciate you being on the podcast today yeah thank you so much for having me great um first thing i usually ask people is are you from mineral wells <laughs> yes i am born so, and raised born and raised here yes. did you leave to go to school and work and then come back or so i i did um i f- did go to tarleton um, when i graduated high school um and tarleton lasted about one year um then oh turned my. <laughs> <laughs> um life led me down to austin with uh-huh. some friends of mine um where i was there for about four years and moved back to Mineral Wells, uh, got my associate's degree. I was going to college this entire time. Oh, okay. Technically. Technically. Not much of uh, studying. <laughs> um, until I came back to Mineral Wells, uh, finished up my associate's degree at Weatherford College, and then transferred to Tarleton to finish it up right where it started. Uh-huh. Um, in 2019, graduated with my bachelor's in mar- marketing. Okay, so what were you doing down in Austin? You were down there partying all yeah, that time? pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's Austin, so um, <laughs> yeah, being a it's kid, Austin. being um, between 19 to 20, 21, 22 yeah, years yeah. old, um, not, not a lot of money. You're just basically having a good time. Every yeah. paycheck is going towards something you yeah. know and just <laughs> yeah but then you decided my life yep. a little bit but then you made some decisions and came then, back here that's and right did you know what you were going to do when you N- finished college i did not know what i wanted to do okay um it wasn't until i came back to mineral wells that um i started working with my parents at the company mm-hmm. and i was like okay i think this is kind of going to be my career path mm-hmm. and um, at that time in 2016, they sold the company, and so I was working for him throughout my college career here uh-huh. in town. Uh huh. So. So they sold the company <clears throat> in 2016. Yes. Hmm. So it was the box factory from 2008 to 2016. Uh huh. They sold it to a company in Grand Prairie called KPAC. Okay. Um, then KPAC, uh, we all worked for him. Manufacturing stayed the exact same. Uh huh. We, um, 2020, right before COVID, uh, me and my wife, uh, well, we were engaged at that time. We're getting yeah. married in February. He came in um, January 4th uh-huh. and said, hey, guys, let's all get together and told us at the same time, you know, I'm shutting y'all down. I'm shutting it down. I'm done. Oh, what? <clears throat> what? Yeah. So um, that was interesting. Um, I didn't know at that point what i wanted to do because wow. you because you just kind of got laid, be thrown laid something on, like that right? yeah you just kind of you know and, and this has been a family business since 1980 um so all we knew is packaging right and so sat down uh-huh. thought about it and said you know well from working with him i had you know 
some sort of income. I had, you know, I had my marketing degree to rely on. Right, right. So I was like, you know what? There's nothing else I wanted to do except for be in packaging. Uh-huh. So needless to say, I made a few um, deals here and there. Yeah. Um, and was able to get the company back under, under uh, possession. Uh-huh. Um, we continued operations. Um, and he was still technically the owner at that time. Right. Although we had a, a change of name. Yeah. Um, and ownership. Um, he was still technically um, the owner of the machinery. Okay. Okay. So um, I worked a few deals. The first year that um, as me as the owner, uh-huh. it ended up being a great year, even with COVID. Um, we actually uh-huh. did tremendous that year because um, it was just a lot of working. You know, really? There wasn't much to In do. In 2020? Yeah, so there just wasn't a whole lot to do other than just work. So everything no, else true. was closed down. So, um, But the packaging side of the, uh, of the economy was really booming at that time. You know what? I guess probably, I don't know if you guys make boxes for like people like Amazon, but a lot of people were ordering right. a- online. So, so well, <laughs> I think that, that e-commerce really just kind of boomed at that moment. Yeah. So, um, you know, other than just the Amazon boxes, you know, there were so many products hitting the market um, left and right because people were just kind of bored starting some, yep. you know, businesses from the house. And um, so a lot of those products um, went into packaging that we make. And so mm-hmm. it, it ended up being a tremendous year. Um, and at the end of that year, I was able to buy the company from him. So wow. it then was 100% owned by me. And I didn't have to worry about him anymore. <laughs> He's awesome. a great person, though. Uh-huh. I'm not talking bad about him. He, if it wasn't for him, but I wouldn't be your here baby today. now. That's right. And is yes. that when the name changed to Aha? So the the name changed in February, uh, February 13th, actually, just before Valentine's Day, um, is whenever I secured the escort mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. the company and started started branding. Wow, I didn't know that. I mean, and that's guess, guess that's why I'm doing a <laughs> podcast because I like to know about right. people and places. So here's 2023. You've only been doing this for a few years yeah, as the owner, yes. But wow. I, I, um, I worked for my grandfather growing mm-hmm. up. So um, the history of the company. Uh, my grandfather bought the company in 1980, mm-hmm. and that's right when the Christmas store opened at that time. And what company was it at that time? Because it had many names. It was like St. Regis it, and yeah, Saint Mayflower. Regis, Mayflower, yep. Uh, Pollock Paper was actually... My brother worked for them in Grand Prairie so before he retired. So they were actually one of the, the largest heart manufacturers in the United States. Uh-huh. So they were um, the heart confectionery, the chocolate boxes that you get ah, on Valentine's Day. Ah. So we were making a lot of those. Um, uh-huh. Our biggest customers were Reese's, Hershey's, Russell Stover, Elmer's. You've probably heard. Wow. You know, and um, that lasted up until 2008 when my parents bought the company. They sold that part of the company. Okay. So, um, and it, it was kind of going away at that time anyways uh-huh. a lot of these uh big companies like hershey's and russell stover they had already been developing their own uh machinery to oh, do their okay. own products right. themselves so eventually it was going to come to that so so from 1980 up until 2008 my grandfather was the owner of the company and then your parents brought it in 2008 and they and they ran it solely um, we had about 14 employees with my parents. Uh-huh. Um, before that, we had 
when we were doing the hearts, I mean, we had over, about 150 employees. Uh-huh. Oh, my. Yeah. So a lot more That's a machinery. a lot of heart boxes. A lot more machinery, a <laughs> lot more heart boxes, yeah. <laughs> wow. So. And then from 2008, so what year did the guy acquire the company that you bought? 16. 2016. Yes. Okay. And it was called what again? KPEC. KPEC K- out of K- Grand Prairie. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And then you got it. And it man, this, this, <laughs> I mean, well, the, the place was built in like 1921. Right. And it was boxing crazy water crystals. That's right. And then. It always been sort of a packaging yeah, company. Yeah, a packaging company of one sort or another. Starting yeah. out with the little boxes for the crazy water. Right. And then graduating to larger boxes and heart boxes. Yep. Wow. And it just kept, it just kept, you know, one thing to the next, you know, and and here we are today. And what does AHA stand for? Adam, Heidi, and Albert. It's my parents. uh, Oh. Heidi and Albert. Okay. So just kept it with the family name, AHA AHA Packaging. AHA. And when you were trying to decide on that name, did you say, I'm going to call it this, this, and this, and AHA, I have a name. (laughs) Basically. Basically. I mean, no, it was pretty much just like that. So what kind of services do you offer right now? So we are a um, rigid box manufacturer. So we offer um, two-piece setup boxes, um, mm-hmm. high volumes, medium to high volumes, um, meaning anywhere between 500 to as many boxes as you would like. Okay. Um, any, and then um, we offer die cutting services, foil stamping services. Um, we do offer some print services. We don't do it here in our facility, but we do mm-hmm. offer uh, any, any print services. Um, what is a print service? Specialty packaging. Um, just, you know, if you want like a display or something. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Mount, yeah. Mounted to some cardboard. Okay, yeah. I remember those Pollock doing those in Grand Prairie. Right. As a matter of fact, when I was a kid, um, it wasn't Pollock. It was a company that my brother worked at before Pollock, but um, I had an uncle and, and cousin that had been in boxing for years and years. As a matter of fact, I think my cousin's still in the boxing business. But one of the things that they did was, and it was so cool because we got these things free from them. They would make these jail houses out of oh, cardboard yeah. <laughs> and i forget what else they had like a rocket ship or a car or something and yeah we would, we would have so much fun with these things <laughs> it was so cool but i don't know of any boxing company that makes those kind of things anymore. yeah it's a uh, it's a pretty good business um right now we're just a finishing company so mm-hmm. anything that needs uh any converting or finishing that's something that we could do to help, help and what was customers. the foil printing that you ta- were talking foil about stamping huh? so okay if um some customers would use it for gift cards, uh-huh. for invitations, um, wedding invitations, you know, uh-huh. um, anything like that. So it's basically foil that you would, that we press onto the paper with heat. So Okay. Is it kind of like those, um, like a greeting card you open it and might have the little foil Yeah, it has a little foil it. and it's yeah, a little okay. shiny. And, okay. and yeah, so that's the foil stamping. So it can be printed, it can be foil stamped. It can so you do that there as mm-hmm. well. And I think you made the puzzle boxes yes, so that are sold downtown in the market and maybe some other places. Yes. So you make the puzzles there too? We don't make the puzzles here. 
um, we make the boxes. Oh, okay. Okay. So K-Pack was actually the ones making the puzzles. Interesting. So you partner up with other yeah. companies when you have Yeah, most of my partners are, or vendors, suppliers, mm-hmm. they're all in the Metroplex area. Okay. Well, that's pretty exciting, being able to do something like that. <laughs> it is fun. Um, I was... One thing I love about my comp- my business is that I get to go out and see these manufacturing facilities uh-huh. and converters that most people wouldn't even think to think about. Yeah. And when you you know when I'm walking through Walmart or any store, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the packaging <laughs> and. I imagine you would, yeah. Everything is packaging. Um, yeah. On this table right here, mm-hmm. you know, these are things that my customers make. Um, these are things that some people I work with make. Yeah. Um, and Interesting. Yeah. So seeing it being made firsthand and, and out in the marketplace, mm-hmm. it's got a label on there. Uh-huh. So Do you make the label? I don't make the okay. label, no. But, but it's, it's something all that part of something in my industry. So packaging. Is it, and it's a similar um, kind of equipment? I know my brother was... A label is basically a printer that prints yeah. onto, my brother was, onto some sort of He plastic. had to go to Scotland one year to look at a piece of equipment that they were thinking about purchasing and learn how to use it and then train employees when they purchased it. And it was way over my head, but it was some kind of a... It was offering special color stamping of some kind. And I'm like, I never okay. thought about that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that... And and then he was showing me something on the box where there's like this little color bar, and he was explaining how that is used to like set the equipment. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm kind of I can relate to that because I've worked in photography, and we had something similar to that. We didn't have color bars, but we'd run a test print through, right, and then make adjustments, yeah, on the colors. Of course. Our colors were only as good as the photographer, right? Because right? if they overexposed or underexposed, mm-hmm. or if they shot inside of a building that had funky lighting, we could adjust so much. Right. Um, but I could at least relate to him. Yeah, so, so. we do offer printing uh, printed boxes, so like the puzzle boxes that you saw. Mm-hmm. Those are um, beautiful. Yeah, we use wonderful colors. PMS colors to color match anything. CMYK, Amazing RGB, color. anything to, to match the color. And, and most printers right now with the technology that's out, it's just phenomenal how, what they can do. Uh-huh. And, and so our capabilities, UV printing, uh, soft touch coating, aqueous coating, mm-hmm. we can really do anything our customer wants. So do you go to like industry shows to keep track of the latest equipment available? I do. Uh, most of my companies that I do business with, mm-hmm. they have a lot of the latest technology, uh-huh. uh, machinery. So, I, I, you, you know whenever you go to a place and see it, and, and that's pretty much like the newest thing out at the moment. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't really go to a whole lot of trade shows for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I might go to a trade show here or there just for like a packa- packaging expo or uh-huh. something. Just to see what other companies are doing yeah it's it's good to keep up just to know what's out there um it's it's don't always imagine evolving. you want to b- buy something every year but when it the technology changed significantly maybe you'd want to buy something so uh last year i did vertically integrate my company uh-huh. uh, i did purchase a paper sheeter mm-hmm. um, cardboard sheeter so it's able to p- 
we get these rolls in that are anywhere between 3,000 to 6,000 pounds of what? paper or cardboard. <laughs> oh my right? gosh, that's as much as a car weighs. Right, and um, we convert it down into sheets. So it's it's uh, up to 55-inch rolls uh-huh, width, 60-inch uh-huh. um, diameter, and we sheet it to whatever size our customer needs, anywhere between 24 inches to 75 inches. So... And we use it for ourselves a lot, too. Yeah. So during the whole COVID fiasco, mm-hmm. whenever there were shortages in every single yeah. part of the world, yeah, it seemed like for a minute there, um, paper and cardboard was also a huge, uh, greatly impacted by, by that. Really? Too. Yeah, it was. Um, so before COVID, if I wanted to order some board or some paper, mm-hmm. It'd probably take me about one to two weeks to get during COVID. I tried to order some board in July and they were giving me lead times up to December. Oh my. So it was, it was like four or five month lead times. And so the opportunity arose. I got a phone call one day and he Mm -hmm. asked me, Hey, do you want to buy this sheeter? It's available in the market. Mm -hmm. And so I went and take, took a look at it. Um, and within about four or five months, I purchased it, put it in my facility, and it's actually greatly impacted, you know, the way yeah. that we buy our cardboard now because we don't have to wait for those lead times. Those rolls can be put on a truck directly, shipped wow. to me in, in within two to three days. You know, it's just incredible to me there would be any kind of a shortage because, I mean, okay, I don't order a whole lot from Amazon now because I've been laid off all year, but I used to order tons of stuff from Amazon. I have Amazon boxes all over the dang place. Right. All these boxes, you know, for the place I lived before Mineral Wells, we just chunked them in a, in a container and they were recycled. Right. So I'm thinking, <laughs> it's ridiculous. All those boxes that are out there constantly being moved around. And we ought to be able to recycle them all and not have any kind of a shortage. Right. As many as Amazon yeah. pumps out every year. But here, of course... We don't have recycling bins at our houses, but you guys offer a recycling service. Is that true? That is true, yeah. So how do people take advantage of that? Do they? Is there certain hours that they can take stuff up there? Mostly you can stop by anywhere mm-hmm. between Monday through Thursday. Um, we're there 6 o'clock in the morning till 4.30. If you have some boxes, you can just drop them right off in there. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere inside the, in the factory okay. or outside the factory, outside one of the garage doors there. Um, okay. On our side. So there's not a designated space? just Not necessarily. Just um, if you can find one of us inside there and just tell them, hey, I'm going to drop these off. Okay. Um, then we'll take them. We'll bail them. Um, if, if not, we have a trailer. Uh, yeah. A white box trailer that sits right across the street in the parking lot. It's open. Um, you can set them on in the back, back of the truck right there, and we will just throw them in there. That's great. And it goes directly to a because, recycling um, plant. There's just most of our trash, the town I was living at before, was in the recycle bin. Right. And it was always, I mean, they really ought to give you a larger one than they do for the normal trash because it was always like, you couldn't even shut the lid. <laughs> You're right. But it's amazing how much stuff is can be recycled. Yeah, and, and all of our products that we use are recycled. So our cardboard really? that we buy and that we make our boxes with is there you recycled go. cardboard. So 
There you yeah, go. Doing every part that we can just to do we our We should part. never have another <laughs> box shortage again. That's right. <laughs> I hope. Call me. <laughs> All right. I will make them for you. <laughs> so how big is this operation? All this equipment? How many square footage is over there? So right now we're operating out of about 12,000 square feet inside the Crazy Water Bottling Company. Just 12,000? I would have thought, I mean, with all this going on, I thought, man, this must be a massive operation. Well, 12,000 square feet. Right. Part of our acquiring the company Mm -hmm. was having to figure out what, you know, how we're going to start this thing. Mm -hmm. So we did own the the building Uh um, prior to me purchasing the, or starting the company. Right. And... We had to make a deal with Crazy Water. At that time, they were looking to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, HEB was, you know, making their impact into their company. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. was awesome. Um, so they were growing mm-hmm. at that time, and, and it and it just worked out so well that um, we were able to give them the space that they wanted. Okay. And they were, in return, able to help us out with the space that we needed. So Okay. Yeah. Because it's a being, pretty big building. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it worked out at that time perfectly. I mean, honestly, the the way everything worked out, couldn't have asked for better. That's awesome. So how many people, you said that one point when they were doing the heart-shaped boxes, there were 150 employees. Right. And then how many employees do you have now? There's only six of us. What? Yep. <clears throat> Wait a minute, all this equipment over there. Right. Oh, my gosh, just six people? That's right. I would love I would love to have more. I'd love to hire more people, um, but it's for what we do and, and the process that we have. It just doesn't take as many as it used to back in the day. Really? That's right. So I mean, we've gotten good at it. Uh huh. Um, we have one one machine operator. He he runs both of my Michis. Mm-hmm. You have my dad, who is the factory manager. Mm-hmm. So he's he's helping out with him as you know, or he's doing whatever needs to be done inside the factory and then my mom same thing uh-huh. they just kind of do it all so well when do you take a vacation <laughs> or maybe you don't <laughs> we do it's you know fortunate enough that i get to take we get to take one whenever we want <laughs> wow we don't not we don't take vacations often that's just incredible. I can't imagine all the activity going on over over there and just six people cranking all this stuff out. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so the boxing's not all that's going on over there. I've been hearing about, and I've never been, when you guys have had your box factory at Christmas time. Yeah. Your little box factory Christmas store. What is mm-hmm. all that about? So the Christmas store started whenever my grandfather bought the company in 1980. Um, okay. It started out soup really little. We so it precedes AHA. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this has been going on for over 40 years. He, we just, we would have papers that we, uh-huh. you know, our customers um, used or pa- paper, Christmas paper that we uh-huh. had in stock. And he was like, well, let's just, you know, put some out there and uh-huh. sell it to the public. And so we had about three or four different sheets of paper, different patterns on them uh-huh. that, um, that we opened up the, to the public to come in and buy. And 
And then we were like, oh, we got little leftover boxes from this order. Let's throw some of those over there, and we'll sell some of those. Ah. And it just kind of grew. People um, loved it. Uh-huh. Um, it, gave, it gave the public a chance to buy our boxes mm-hmm. because, you know, our quantities are so high. Um, so it, it, was, it was really nice that, you know, people got to come in, right. um, shop with very fair prices, uh-huh. well below them what we would sell them for t- um, to other customers so right, we're giving, right and it's just been a staple to the to the community to the public so now that's cool because obviously not everybody in the community is your customer although they might use an end product that somebody else has purchased right so it's kind of like you got this company over here that nobody really knows anything about and right. it's just over there doing stuff and they don't know really yeah. what's going on in that building that's right and yeah. i get the i get the phone call all the time like Hey, I'm outside your building. Are you, are you, or is this it? Like, I'm not going to get mugged if I step outside, you know, and, and I tell them like, no, 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 it's it's safe. It's safe. Like come on inside. And, and when they do, um, they, it's, it's an experience that Uh they've uh never even imagined. Um, a lot of positive feedback. So it's been, it's been really great. Um, every year we get, you know, people from all over, the United States. I, I've been in a magazine in Tennessee. Uh-huh. I've, uh huh. I've we have customers that come in from Washington. Are you serious? Yeah, um, California. We I mean we get customers in from all over the place, and and they're not just coming to Mineral Wells just to shop for my boxes, mm-hmm. but they're coming here locally to visit you know either friends, family, uh-huh. and it's become a tradition for them to come by the Christmas store and buy some boxes and some wrapping paper and take it back with them. Wow. It's, you know, what we would call it, uh, you know, Minerwell's best kept secret. <laughs> yeah, well, because, It's you know, nice. <laughs> I, didn't I wish know. they would share the secret. But well, they, we're, we're sharing it now <laughs> on the podcast. Right. That's my exposure. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So when is this open? What, so what, we open up the first Monday of November. Okay. And we go all the way through Christmas Eve. Okay. So, so we take are there off? any specific hours? Yeah, so we're open Monday through uh, Friday. Normal mm-hmm. hours, uh, 9 a.m. to 4.30, 5 o'clock. Uh-huh. Saturday, we open up at 9, close at 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whenever things kind of slow down okay. a little bit. Um, we're closed on Sundays, and that's, that's it. Well, you know what? I'll be there this year because it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if I know about it, it's not a secret. <laughs> yeah, and our prices are just, you know, something that you just don't see, uh-huh. you know, in – Anywhere you go, because we have some boxes that are a quarter, and they go all the way up to about five dollars a box. Dang. Yeah, wrapping. No wonder people been keeping a secret. Right, and, and the <laughs> wrapping paper is is twenty five cents. So. Ah, uh, man, that would have been me worth me driving all the way from Red Oak over here at Christmas time. <laughs> it's and and, you, and it's nice and it's fun because um, you know when you. Most people don't expect to get this nice, fancy box mm-hmm. for their Christmas gift. And so when they get that, they're like, oh, my God, where did you get this from? And it's, and it's sturdy. It holds uh-huh. the product. And for the most part, it's already wrapped in, in Christmas paper, so you don't even have to wrap oh, it. Oh, hey, I like that kind of stuff. on the bottom or put a bow around it, uh-huh. and it's good to go. Um, but, you know, we That's also offer wrap. the wrapping paper as well. So um, a lot of our boxes do have similar papers so mm-hmm. it's really cool that you get to go in and, and really customize the way you want your christmas to look which has become a huge thing 
apparently <laughs> all under the you know under the radar nobody's sharing it with me <laughs> hey all my customers out there start sharing this <laughs> no kidding you know i'm going to be doing it <laughs> and then when it gets closer to time when it's time for it to open up i'll have to like post something on the because i've got a facebook page for the um podcast yeah so. and, and we have one piece of machinery in there that's been around since the existence of this of the christmas store um it's one thing that a lot of people come mm -hmm. in just to see really yeah so that piece of equipment it's very important and it's a it, it is the center point of the entire business wow so I'm not going to give it away it's a secret do people get their selfies with it they can yeah you've probably seen it <laughs> you've probably seen it but no, no you it's may been have a seen it but you got to watch it Oh. It's just, it's, to me, it's very simple, but it's it's fun Fascinating and kids love it. Fam, like it's it's something that you just don't see anymore. It's very, it's a very old school piece of equipment. So interesting. Yeah. So for it to be still running in the out there in this world, it's you know a miracle. <laughs> yeah, I mean it would have to be. Oh, what, it's been 50, around fifty, sixty years. Yeah. Well, since the fifties. Wow. Yeah. So it's been around a long time. And it's still operating. It's still operating. Still cranking out nice things. Yeah, if that thing goes down, we're toast. <laughs> Wait, knock on wood. <laughs> knock on wood. I'll put, thank I'll goodness put whatever Rick money I have to get that thing fixed. Oh, man. And I hope my, <clears throat> no machinery equipment companies hear this. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, are there any other holidays you have special packaging for? Obviously, you don't do the heart box for Valentine's anymore. Uh, yeah, every every holiday carries its own own weight. So, um, Valentine's confectionery. Um, you know, we have some chocolate companies that we make boxes mm -hmm. for. So it picks up around that time. Um, Easter, not so much. Uh, main holidays are going to be Christmas. And Valentine's Halloween. Day. <coughs> you have any, do any spooky boxes? <laughs> I did one year for COVID. Oh, okay. And that was it. So I had some paper, just some Halloween paper. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Um, at that time, you know, CDC and everything, guidelines that people didn't want to be, you know, touching right, exactly. each yep. other and passing the candy with their hands. Yeah. So. Um, I came up with the idea to just like, hey, what if I put this candy in a little box? Yeah. And then you can just give that box out to your trick-or-treaters. Yep. So that way yep. it's not being contaminated at that time, you know. Yeah. And so it, it became a pretty big hit that year. And Good idea. Yeah. just It's just things like that sometimes mm -hmm. you just yep. come up with on, on your feet. Why not? So do you do any, um, like, July 4th display stuff? No. Not no. really. No. Oh. I mean, not saying that I don't celebrate Fourth of July, but we don't. Our customers don't. <laughs> I don't think people it's, get it, the holiday doesn't carry yeah. its weight in our packaging. Right, right. So. Yeah, well, that's why I'm asking the question because I don't have any yeah. clue what you know. I mean, I I know that it's one of my like cousins works for a company. He doesn't actually make the product, but he takes these displays and puts them. Up. He travels all over the country to put these displays up. That are made by boxing companies. Yeah. So you walk into like a Walmart and it's got this huge display with yeah. a bunch of like maybe beers or mm -hmm. whatever. That was made by a boxing company and he's the one that went there to assemble it. Yep. Yeah. Yes, that's pretty cool. 
Yep. It's pretty cool because he's traveled. And it's just crazy how much waste, though, because when they're finished with it, it just gets trashed. That's and right. they may not even have it very long. That's right. Like those displays you see at, like, like Super Bowl and, and mm-hmm. other events where they these big displays back behind the announcers. Right made by boxing companies mm-hmm. and it's only there for that one day and right. then they tear it all down and throw it out we, we hope and it, it costs a lot a of money plant. yeah i don't know if it does or right. not he just says of course you know he just goes there to put it up right. it's not his job to take it down sure. <laughs> so i don't know if he knows if it <laughs> i would hope they would recycle it yeah because that's a lot of and it's a lot of money too mm-hmm. but well i guess yeah, they, they have are. they have the money to burn right <laughs> and so, like, marketing goes hand-in-hand hand with, with the packaging business because at the end of the day, our consumers who are needing packaging for mm-hmm. their products, you know, it's going on to the market. It's going to the marketplace, yep. you know, on yep. a shelf to where, you know, your customers are going to see it firsthand. So, yeah, they're going to recognize that label. Yeah, so a lot of things are important when it comes to our company. And mm-hmm. Getting it right. How about your future vision for the company? You've only been doing this for a handful of years so I imagine yeah. up until this point, you've just been trying to, like, grapple things and get things worked out. Right. But where do you see the company going from here in the next couple of years? I have no idea. <laughs> All I know is I'm going to wake up when I get up, go to work, and continue to do what I do. I don't really plan on making any drastic changes to the company. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the the economy has shown us that it you never know what's expected <laughs> you know especially after 2020 at, yeah 2020 was was a huge curveball mm-hmm. um, even though packaging in the aftermath right and even though packaging was at that time growing expanding mm-hmm. booming um it came with other problems where you couldn't get paper. You couldn't right. get cardboard. Right. There, you know, shortages all over the place. So getting the materials to make these boxes was mm-hmm. becoming a nightmare. Was, And so I think it, you just, you never know where this, where this economy is going to take you. And so maybe I have, you know, some customers that come up here in the near future that mm-hmm. um, help take me on for another 10 years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go in, try and make sales, and... Keep keep rolling with the company the way it's going. So, do you see people more likely to purchase your services here in the United States versus maybe another country now because of what happened with COVID? It depends. Um, I have quoted a lot of things from China mm-hmm. or overseas, um, and I can still to this day once a week, maybe mm-hmm. two. I'm getting stuff to quote mm-hmm. from overseas and and because the supply chains picked up a little bit since mm-hmm. then um it's been competitive again. Yeah. So for me if I can land something great, if mm-hmm. I can't, you know, it is what it is. They're going to choose what they want to do at the end of the day, so Okay. Well, China's hard to compete with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you have a customer coming in, the the first thing that they're wanting to look at is price. Mm, Probably not going to be a good fit for me anyways. Yeah, I worked in insurance, and we um, 
insurances like that because yeah. everybody's wanting the cheapest insurance That's they can right. get. <laughs> However, what people don't it, there there will be people that will want quality. Not well, it's not even really quality. The what you have to offer. Because what ha- often happens is, and here we're getting off on insurance. I don't even work in insurance anymore, but what often happens is they go in and they talk to an agent and they just want the cheapest insurance. But if an agent is savvy enough, they'll let them know, look, yeah, you can get this quote from over here, but it's not going to include everything that you get over here. Right. And it's not apples to apples because these guys are just giving you the strip down. It's kind of like buying a car without all the you know amenities only with a car the amenities are just not necessary really yeah whereas with insurance something's necessary mm-hmm. and it depends on what industry you're working in obviously if you're working in a business like yours if the power goes out in the city or there's a power line down it shuts everything down so you're going to want right. some business interruption coverage yeah. a lot of companies don't quote the business interruption because it drives the price up and they're just trying to keep it cheap then what happens when you have a claim right <laughs> So it's it's going to be, it's, it's, there's just going to be some people that don't that just don't care. They're just going to think I'll just deal with that when it happens, and I just want the cheapest price I can get. Right. You and, know? and what comes with our company is that you know not only are you dealing with someone local, you're you're in more control over your products that you're getting. So yep. when it comes to creating samples, talking with the customer firsthand to make sure that we can, you know, give them exactly what they're wanting before they purchase the product doesn't come with those crazy upfront costs you know i'm not having to ship it across the world a sample for mm-hmm. you to right. approve to then get back to me a week later two weeks yep. later to say hey this isn't what we wanted let's try again you know we can make yep. those changes within one day two days yep um and then when you make your purchase with us you're calling me directly you know i'm right there right yep. outside my office or my two amichis I know when they're running. I know what's on them. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. I know whenever your product's coming up. And if, if you need it sooner, I can make it happen. Uh-huh. Um, if, and, you know, you give me a due date, hey, like we can, I can work with that. Yep. But I'm not going to sit here and, and play the price game with someone. Yeah. Because the services I'm providing are, are worth more than that. Exactly. And, yeah. And no, it's you're just going to, people are just going to have to, it's, it's just there's some people that don't care and they're going to look for the price. And then there's other people that want the service they want the a good product and like you said that service right and um you know to the to the to the community you know i would love to help out a lot of local businesses with their packaging mm-hmm. it's just it's it doesn't it's not as feasible with me because i'm mm-hmm. a manufacturer so i'm 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 making thousands of boxes yeah um, right and not talking negative about right. any of the community but no there's not a whole lot of people out there looking for as many boxes exactly as, as i make yeah so I, I always try and you know stray them to to a wholesaler uh-huh. uh supplier to go and buy however many boxes that they need uh-huh. um, because we are a specialty custom packaging company uh-huh. so but you have some connections yeah and, and so you, i just you know it i always get asked locally to, uh-huh. to make packaging for them and and it's it's not fun that I can't. It's just it just the price isn't going to work out for either of us just because yeah. the, the the quantities aren't aren't there. But that again is another service that you provide. Yeah, I'm a, so I'm I'm you know I carry many. You rolls. have answers I'm a, for I'm them. I'm a packaging s- right. source. Right. 
Um, yeah, and so if if you need me need me to give you any sort of uh, yep. advice on your packaging, you know that's that's good. Excuse me, call me. That's good because that was one thing that our company was just going towards before I got laid off was they were talking about it's it's tough out there. It's really tough, especially in the insurance industry. You're competing against people who are now automating insurance. We need to be the source that people call up. Right. Even if you're not the, even if that's not a coverage we're interested in, you need to be able to tell them, I know who you need to talk to. Yeah. You need to provide that service so that anytime they have any issues or any questions, the first person they think of is you. Right. So you're you're doing that naturally. Yeah. If, if somebody wants to, even if they don't. You, they should be able to call you even if they know, hey, I don't think he's going to be able to print the boxes because I'm wanting something in low numbers, but I know he's going to have the answer yeah, for me. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you where to go, where to get it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Who, to, who to talk to if I can, if I know a, yep. a, a person, you know, someone personally. Yep. Um, I don't mind sharing that information because I want you to succeed. You know, I don't want to be that guy who's, no. Exactly. You know, turn a cold shoulder. If, it's, my, it's our community, so and, yep. and people are people. I mean, I'm, I'm going to help anyone out I can. So, yep. um, not a whole lot of people know packaging. That's the thing. Yeah, so, I mean, I know just really a little bit because it. family members have worked right. in it, but I don't know. You know, that's, that's what I love about my job. So, you know, you, you get a product, and you're like, I'm going to sell this. Okay, well, that's great. You know, we can figure that part out. But like, mm-hmm. what are you going to put it in? What's the package going to be? Right. Because everything in the marketplace has a package. Isn't a package. And this package is what sells. That's what's going to sell it. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, you know, you got packaging designers out there who can help you mm-hmm. design it, um, come up with, you know, those those questions that you don't have. Um, but then who's going to manufacture it? Right. Well, I know a lot of the manufacturers, so I can maybe help you, stray you to that. Or, right. you know, maybe... If you have a product that you're in this exact same dilemma that you don't understand how to get out of, ask me. I'll tell you. Adam's the man. (laughs) (laughs) I will help you out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we wrap up, I'd like to ask if there's anything else that you'd like to share with people that I haven't thought to ask you about today. I don't know. (laughs) You don't know? You've said it all, huh? I feel like I've been pretty open today about you know what we do I, I don't really know what to say other than come visit our christmas store i November. will definitely be there it's not a yeah. secret anymore it's not a secret anymore i know where it is i know what time it is i know what dates i'm gonna be there yeah come see what we have um you know buy something if you want don't come by look um i just want to see that mind, piece of equipment yeah i don't mind yeah. showing you you know that the machinery. process because there aren't a whole lot of manufacturers of the type of product that I make, mm-hmm. especially here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Worldwide, there's, you know, a handful, but not a whole lot. Yeah. Because the machinery I have is it's old, um, but still carries its weight in, in mm-hmm. how we use it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're able to produce up to 1,500 boxes an hour. Now, I have two machines, so, you know, that's, that's, that's a lot of boxes that With we could be people. doing. Right. <laughs> So come by, check it out. Um, it's something that you're, you would never even thought of would be here in Mineral Wells. And it's been here forever. 
So. Well, at least in one shape or form or another as a packaging coming back to 1921. That's right. We're here. Yeah. So <laughs> We're that's, still here today. That's over 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it's going to be here another 100 years. I would hope so. <laughs> or not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see where it takes us. You'll be tottering around in there telling people what to do. <laughs> You'll be on a golf course. Oh, yeah. 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 Maybe by then you'll be able to hire more. I'll be telling all my fairy, my, my tales out there on, on the yeah, driving range. Yeah. <laughs> the day the boxing machine went wild or something. That's right. <laughs> or the day you got an order for 15,000 boxes and he had to crank them out in three That's days. That's right. <laughs> Tell all of our COVID stories, too. Yeah, there you go. Well, thank you for being on the podcast, thank Adam. You so much it was for great. Me. I had a good time. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, y'all. The Christmas store at the Box Factory is now open. It's going to be open Monday through Thursday, 9 to 5, and on Saturdays, 9 to 2. And they're open through December 24th. So be sure to go by and get your Christmas boxes and wrapping paper. Be sure to like this episode and follow the podcast so you don't miss the next one. You can also follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Do you have a topic you want to talk about? Something you want to hear about? A question about mineral wells? Email me at insidemineralwells at gmail.com. Find me anywhere you listen to your podcast or follow Inside Mineral Wells on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or insidemineralwells.com.